Helped him murder no, I, I didn't. Come on, Kenny, buddy. All this time, people looked up to this boy and called him a hero. Well, I'll tell you what I call him. Public enemy number one. Kid Bishop. Hi. I made macaroni if you want some. All the explanation you need. No, 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 oh, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, what do you mean, no? This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. Gems Art Studio is an online store that allows access to prints that you can use for most anything, obviously as just a picture, or as a wallpaper, or as a bookmark, or anything you can think of. You can find Gems Art Studio at etsy.com slash shop slash Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to uh, another Organized Chaos podcast. It feels like it's been a while. Um, if you're listening or watching, it hasn't, but it, uh, yeah, we, we took a week off. Ooh, yeah. through the through the magic of pre-recording, you didn't notice. <laughs> pre-recording and recording uh, twice in one week. Yes, yes, there's that too. It was it was exciting. Uh, it was nice. I don't know. It was nice to take a week off, but now I'm like now I'm like ready because I I think I missed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, get the the uh whoa whoa the term the pop culture fix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, unfortunately, nothing came out. So this week, we will be talking about our favorite '60s movies. Uh, yep, it's, it's gonna be great. The quality. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, we, we actually got a pretty good show. We got. To, we're gonna start out with Spider-Man: No Way Home, uh, and yeah, uh, we're gonna go into Hawkeye after that. Last three episodes of Hawkeye, and just kind of our thoughts overall on the series. And then we got the Matrix Resurrections, which uh, I think I'm interested to get to that discussion. Yeah. But uh, I, honestly, I think, honestly, of the three topics, I'm the one I think will be the least interesting, honestly, would be Hawkeye. And I think that's, I think there's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy it, like the last three, but I do agree there is a lot to talk about, but I don't think we'll be spending that much time, or I hope we spend more time on it, because there was a lot to talk about with that whole series and the concluding three episodes of Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, before we get, well, before, we're going to spoil the shit out of all this stuff. Just FYI. Uh, we yeah, always spoil the shit out of it, but... It has been out for ten days. Yes. I think it's fair. Well, if, if you're clicking on a podcast or that's the discussion point, um, it's going to get spoiled. I think I feel like that's kind of just to be assumed. If you don't want it spoiled, well, why are you clicking on this? <laughs> well, even... Yeah, well, also, I, I, I think with also doing this and, follow, and having to follow information on films and, and new releases, it kind of also has a tendency to get spoiled for you before you even have a chance to mm -hmm. see it. Yes. Which, you know, since we're going to be talking about Spider-Man, I'll lead right going into this. I had a lot of it already spoiled for me. <laughs> um, what about you? Did you go in completely blind or did you have oh, any well, potential things? There was, there was all the rumors going around, obviously. I don't think I had any direct spoilers. I, uh, well, there was a few that I thought like, well, mm -hmm. I mean, okay. <laughs> 
Well, I think you and I have said this before, or at least I, I think I've said this to you. How are you going to have like all three of the primary villains from Toby's franchise and the two from Andrew Garfield's franchise and not have Toby and Andrew? It is idiotic and it is assuming that the audience is stupid. <laughs> well, I could see a scenario where that possibly happens. That being said, it's it would be a huge fucking missed opportunity for them. It, huge... it would be incredible for them not to be in it. That being said, I also, I was really trying to keep my, like, like, like my expectations low. I'm not gonna, like, not, yeah. not, not necessarily low, but like, I don't want to get my hopes up to see them and then them not be there and still have a good yeah. movie on my hand, just be mad at because they weren't there. I don't want that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting there watching this. And I was like, I wonder what will end up being true. And yeah. immediately... As soon as Daredevil popped up, that's when I was like, oh, it's all true. Yeah. All everybody's oh. in this. Everybody. Awesome. This Be is why they say it's endgame level. I, I get that now. Yeah. This is this is cool. Well, this is cool. Well, of all the characters, like they really like tried to be like, oh no, he wasn't on set when there was a report that he was on set. And I, I, I kind of went with it, and it was also of all the characters, he was the least necessary. They could have anybody there. Um, yeah, but they they brought him in and as soon as he popped up and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they're all here. They're all <laughs> at that point. It was just waiting for for Andrew and Toby to pop up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I still really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I no. thought it was just so good. This was fantastic. This is one of the best Spider-Man movies. Yeah. It is easily yeah. the best MCU Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah. Like, it's only competition in Spider-Man 2 and Into the Spider-Verse, and I, I haven't sat down and done a thorough examination. I think I'd probably still lean towards those two being better than this. That being said, that's incredible company for it to keep. The yeah. fact that it's even in comparison is, is an accomplishment. Because those are great movies, and this is a great movie as well. Yeah. Like, it... it it did take like the liberties with mostly like I'm just gonna say the Aunt May saying with great power line. Yeah, but it had just as much weight. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, to, well, and that and that whole scene even when Goblin comes in and pumpkin bombs the hell out of the place mm -hmm. and end up killing Aunt May. That was like I guess that that was our universe's Peter's like big moment yeah you know, like his uncle ben moment though we never really saw it and uncle ben was already out of the picture mm -hmm. but they i don't think they ever really mentioned ben at least other than just like throwaway dialogue yeah just a little bit here and there but what what was great about this movie is because it already brought in andrew and toby you know brings in after this point late act two early act three is when they come in so pretty yeah. far into the game but since it's already like oh yeah here's other spider-man's it feels like it would almost feel redundant to do the same thing with Tom Holland at this point. It's like it's already acknowledging we've done this a couple times before. We don't need yeah. to do this exact thing again. We we can place we can we can mess with the details a bit. We can... Yeah, we can we can pepper in our own. Yeah. Because we've already taken a few different changes with the lore that everyone is very familiar with. Like uh even in the beginning when uh Ned and uh, MJ and uh, Peter are all like taken into questioning. You know, they say, we know your last name. We know what your real name is, Miss Watson. It's like, and she's like, no, I don't go by that. Mm -hmm. 
like right there it's like okay so that is confirming she is mary jane watson yeah or mj watson like mm-hmm. just confirming that that was like some one of the smaller points of this that well actually one of the many smaller things <laughs> i really enjoyed about this movie mm-hmm. like that oh gosh yeah there's a there there's i don't know what's some other things that you really enjoyed about it uh, like I said, obviously bringing in Andrew and Toby was great. Everybody talked about how great Andrew was. And the thing I always like to remind people is, is it's not necessarily that he was the best, but he was definitely the most improved. They did yeah. a lot. Like, I feel like he really redeemed himself after Amazing Spider-Man 2 here. He, he did a great performance. They gave him great stuff to work with. Like, they did, and they really gave him, like, the best arc in his time in this movie. Oh, yeah. It was the best arc he's had on the movies, period. Better than anything he did in the other two movies. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just get right... You see, Sody, if you let Marvel write Marvel yeah. properties... Yeah. <laughs> you, you, it, it was great. Like, uh, I'll go yeah. ahead and get to it. That moment where he catches uh, Michelle when she falls... Yeah. Oh, that was wonderful. Oh, my God. Yeah, I... I, I I'm not made of stone. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not made of stone. I cried. I was like tearing up a little like, you, you fucking did it, man. Yeah. <laughs> did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I had a feeling it would happen and it made me so happy to see. Mm-hmm. It really did. I was just, oh, God. Oh, God. It, for real, though. Oh, did you? So uh, how about you uh, talk about your theater experience and I'll share mine. <laughs> or, oh, theater or we can talk about that when I get back. Yeah, I was mine actually. Was I mean, I was actually kind of surprised how many people were in the theater. I guess they aren't doing any sort of reserved seating anymore. That being yeah, said, no. myself and my family are uh, all fully vaccinated at this point and I'm boosted. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not ha- super concerned. But, yeah, I was surprised how many people were filled up in there i yeah, got I think, I think there was two empty seats yeah one, and they were handicapped yeah won't surprise me i, I will yeah. say i got my seats two days before like we went on the thursday night so i went ahead and got them on tuesday and there were very few actual seats available and i had to get three in a row oh god uh so i got the seats like i think once it was second row uh like to the right side so if you look at the actual picture it looks awful like it's just like a little bit like right up to against the screen that means kind of almost like you're doing the credit crawl look from star wars the whole time yes but that being said it's actually a nice theater and the seats are never as bad as they look and yeah when we got into position it was great we had wonderful seats so it worked out great (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. I got uh, up in the pavilion. Well, for some reason, uh, when I logged into the uh, website for the theater, mm-hmm. uh, one that I do, like, I'll go, like, I usually will att- go to uh, the Cinemark here because I kind of like it. And with that one, I don't have to really sign up for their or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, I don't yeah. have to do that. So I'll just be like me and sign up for. AMC everything. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure uh, yeah, so, get with that. <laughs> oh, you know, just really like everyone was piled up on top of each other. Not really that, but we were definitely like deep in that theater, and I was kind of surprised at how packed that theater really was. Um, not a lot of reaction throughout the whole movie. Yeah, which I w- surprised me. 
I was like kind of like thinking like, okay, nothing for Andrew, nothing for Toby. I mean, there was a little bit of cheering here and there mm-hmm. and like gasps when out May died. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing, nothing too serious. I mean, the guy, the guy who was sitting next to me, I think he and I chuckled at all the old callback lines. Yeah. Like uh, at the end, after the battle, when uh, Peter runs it, or when uh, Toby runs into uh, Doc Ock, and they have the same dialogue that they do yeah. when they first meet. Like both he and I were just like, "That was nice. That was yeah. a nice touch. That was nice." <laughs> well, I um, noticed in my theater, it felt like uh, Andrew had a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, when Toby shows up, they'll be they'll blow up." And then there wasn't really a huge one for Toby. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. I think thought there'd be a lot more for Toby. No, I was like. The love for Toby, y'all. yeah. Come on, oh. Toby. Toby actually had trilogy, man. <laughs> He's up a runaway subway. This yeah. man is a hero. Yeah, <laughs> I did really love the banter between the three of them. Oh yeah, I love uh, the fascination with uh, Toby's web shooters. <laughs> it's like breathing. I, I I just do it. Yeah. Uh, does it come out anywhere else, or just your wrist? <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, I'm still on the whole, like, you went to space. Yeah. And fought an alien. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fought an alien. I didn't fight one in space. space. I'm st- yeah, I'm still on the, you're in space. Yeah. <laughs> like, that whole bit, I was like, wow, could we, like, have another 20 minutes of that? I know. Well, what, the other bit I also like was, uh, guys, just to let you know, I was in the Avengers, and they're like, oh my god, that is so cool. It's the Avengers. What is that? What is <laughs> that? Dude, are you in a band? Yeah. Was that a band? Is that a band? That's cool, man. You're in a band? That's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah that that was really funny. No, uh, for, they pop up really late in the game, but they have a fairly substantial role, and they give them as much to do as possible. Yeah, the same can't be said for Sandman or Lizard, but... No. I, well, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was watching it thinking, oh, God, they're just gonna... They're, like, obviously, they got Thomas Hay in church and uh, Rice Ifens. I'm probably yeah, the for, they got them to do some voice work. Yeah, they got them in the, the sound booth, but it, it seemed like for a while they weren't going to see them physically at all. And then, well, like, for seconds at the end. Thomas Hayden Church, but I'm pretty sure that was reused footage. The same with Rice. Oh, was I'm it just reused? It sure. was seconds. So it might have just I been mean, reused well, footage. That, well, the, that shot of him from the top of uh, Captain Liberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure that was a shot from three. Like, I'm almost certain because I kind of looked like he kind of looked superimposed mm-hmm. in there. And that one shot of Riffs, I'm like, he's really up close and slightly out of focus. Yeah. This also might be the same thing. It didn't even occur to me it might be archive footage, but one surprised me because it, it, they are there for seconds physically. They are. But still, though, all great. Mm-hmm. Even the banter between them was great. Yeah. You know, I cure you of that. Does mm-hmm. it mean turning me into a lizard? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's worth noting there is no Sinister Six. It's, it's a Sinister Five. No. no. All the villains were revealed. Um, it's a Furious Five. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I would say Ferocious, but Craven wasn't in there, though Ooh. I'm pretty sure I did see his shadow at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate. There was all types of shadows at the end. I mean, I saw. I definitely saw Rhino and I, the the guy with the, what looked like the boa in the staff. I mean, that's probably Craven. 
Maybe. I wasn't even picking out very... There was I, one that I, I thought might be Namor, and then that's, that's about all as far as I got. Well, <laughs> as soon as I saw Rhino, I was like, wait, that's like that looks like a Rhino. Oh, God, who else is in here? And mm -hmm. then I tried to, like, study really quick. Yeah. No, you, you only get a few just, seconds with that. Mm. Yeah, and those are the two that I thought I saw, and then I scoured other people who had talked about that scene, and yeah, those are the, I wasn't crazy. Yeah, they definitely had silhouettes there. I couldn't. I, you got more than I did, clearly. Uh, but. I also kind of like how this movie almost teased about maybe Ned possibly turning into Hobgoblin. Yeah, we, we possibly. Because this movie, we have to see. Yeah. this is not an ending story at all. Obviously, they're going to no. get Tom Holland. They're, I suspect they're going to try well, to get him down for another trilogy. I'm pretty sure that they do have him for another three. Yeah, the rumors went all over the place. And Tom Holland was saying, I'm not going to do this until I'm 30. And looking back on that conversation, on all those reports of him saying that, that's a, just the type of shit you do when you're going into contract negotiations and you don't want to make it easy. <laughs> yeah. But, and you, you want to hold out for a little bit more money exactly. in the room. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, a smart kid. I don't want to do it till I'm 30. Dude, that's like five years away. I, I hate to tell you this. I know at your age, it seems like well off. It's it's a blink, man. <laughs> it's a blink, and you could do it till pretty much you're 35. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People are still wanting Spider-Man 4 and Amazing Spider-Man 3. So, I mean... Yeah. I mean, there's a big... Well, I will say, there's a lot that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I will say there's a big push on the fan community for Amazing Spider-Man 3. And this is all rumors from one of the seedier uh, comic book sites <laughs> I don't really take much into. But according to them, one of the deals for Sam Raimi coming in and doing uh, Doctor Strange 2 was that he would get to do Spider-Man 4 after that. The way he wanted the way yes. he wanted to do Spider-Man yes. 3. And yeah. there are also is rumor that Tobey Maguire is going to be in Doctor Strange 2, which, like I said, this is a seedier site. So all this you got to take with a grain of salt. Mm. Well, I mean, that's most likely. But there's only one bit of Doctor Strange news that I really care about. And that's, who is Bruce Campbell playing? Oh, good point. Yes, we still, who is we still don't playing? know that. He's got to be and in is, it. <laughs> and is, is Ted going to be in it? I oh. Please make him a mayor's aide. No, no. Bring Ashen for a second. I know Bruce said he's done, but bring Ashen for a moment. Oh, you know for a cameo. You know, probably, oh. you know he'd probably just make Bruce like probably the equivalent of the Stan Lee cameo because I mean Bruce could do it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with it, and I, I feel he's just as beloved. And I mean, he was a character in Marvel Zombies. <laughs> yeah, so he was. Technically, if they do go that route. <laughs> It would be setting up. <laughs> that would but be Bruce awesome. has also said he's never playing Ash again. So. Yeah, he has. But uh, oh, God. if he just, brings just him in for a cameo, I, I could see him doing it for a cameo. <laughs> Bruce just played some seedy guy running for, running for governor. Oh, and Ted being his aide. Oh, God. <laughs> Love it. I could Love definitely it, see it. it. <laughs> of course. These Love are guys that... These are guys that are already technically in the, the multiverse already established. Bruce could come back as a, a ring announcer. Uh, or a snooty maitre d'. Yeah, I was about ready to say a snooty Frenchman. <laughs> I am French. <laughs> I mean, that whole time, I couldn't tell if he was doing more Peter Sellers shtick 
or Monty Python shtick. I'm not. I think it was like. <laughs> I think it was a mix, but I didn't care because it that, that was such a highlight of Spider-Man Three. That was so funny. <laughs> well, it, it, Bruce was a highlight in all of them. Yes. Like, uh, all, oh yeah. Of <laughs> I like. I only wish he could have gotten Ted in there. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we had Hoffman, so we could get Hoffman. No, wait, Ted was in one of them. I think he was in the second one. No, Ted was in all three. Was he? Hoffman, yeah. Hoffman's in all three, I'm pretty sure. No, that's right. That's right. He works at the Bugle. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm. He's the guy that always gets shit on by jo- Jameson. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, of course, Sam would put his brother in that role. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, Jake, just fucking unleash on him. Yeah. He could take it. <laughs> He's my brother. Trust me, he could take it. Listen, this is this is one of the roles I've given him with uh, more dignity. <laughs> and I also got to say that um, I did really appreciate the use of J. Jonah Jameson in this movie. Yeah, I yeah. Really appreciated the use of him, and it's kind of like, oh god, finally! It's always kind of just been there in the background yeah. in the last one, or actually not really, because they really they only only showed that at the teaser of that, but they never really made any mention of J. Jonah Jameson, and I was kind of surprised, you know, because we'd see the bugle, but no mention of JJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's very un JJ. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's this. He's the MCU's Alex Jones. Yeah, very. And like, it was pretty obvious before that they just had to add it on with him selling some supplement bullshit. It's like, oh, oh God. God, yeah, that was so funny. It's like, yeah, he's he's full of shit. <laughs> I, I really loved the one that was clearly done in a spare room. Yeah, yeah. Just some green cloth behind him. I, I, I almost spit my soda out, actually, at that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, look at that tape job on that green screen. Yeah. And then it went to the bit, the big studio, and I went, okay, that's that's much better. <laughs> and, you know, I don't even remember. I probably didn't even think to look, but one surprised me if in that, like, the, the green screen one, like, if you look under the table, he's not wearing pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It, you know, I really did like the new and improved villains i guess or not really improved but they really just gave them so much room to work and yeah be such great characters i'm mean, even like i mean obviously like i said minus sandman and lizard because they really didn't do much they, and i kind of i don't know i didn't like how they kind of had him as a sand person through most of it yeah it's kind of maybe especially think, when it was already established that he can largely make himself fairly normal. I mean, he's still Sam, but he can make himself look and act fairly normal, so like you he, don't he notice. Kinda, he kind of looked like Cliff from Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I was wondering like when. So is he going to start rocking a dead Kennedy shirt at some point? Mm-hmm. In That's fact, fucking rad. In, in fact, I was even thinking like, is there a point to them being in this movie? Outside of just bringing in the main antagonist from the five previous movies, no, that the plot. That's yeah, because I'm and trying I guess to think, like you know padding, padding yeah. maybe. <laughs> and like if they brought in one more, they kind of said Sinister Six, but they didn't even do that. And that one they could have even brought back Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Well, it would have been tough or to even... do Sinister Six because uh, more spoilers. Doctor Octopus is only a villain very briefly a third in this of it. movie. Yeah. He pops. He does help out at the end, which is yeah. Super, I was I was happy about that. I was like, oh, 
yeah. What? It's, yeah. It's one of the things I like about this movie. It gives all the villains, uh, all these villains get, like, proper closure. And yeah, I think the Andrew movies really benefit from that because, like, especially, like, Electro... Uh, Lizard did okay on closure. He got essentially a repeat of his closure, but Electro definitely needed something better, and he got a lot better here. Yeah, they they improved that character yes. so much. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and just having Andrew interact with him was just so much better than Andrew just electrocuting him to death, which okay. the death step. Yeah, the dubstep but I, fog. I, I will say this though, I did really enjoy the the score because I don't know if you picked up on this, but like when Andrew came in, there was a slight raise of the score, but it was like from his movies. Yeah, no, the they same did that. with Toby's. Mm -hmm. I I really kind of enjoyed that, and they even did that at the end throughout all the closures from that different genre. Like it played when he and Doc Ock met. <laughs> Just very slightly, and I was like, "Oh, that was that's a nice touch. That's that was nice. Well, I liked it." Was it Michael Giacon Giacani? I want to say he's done the scores for most of these Spider-Man movies for the MCU. He's done yeah. a fantastic job, and usually Spider-Man scores are pretty cool. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's, still he's have doing that a great job. Yeah, underwell like that that classic Spider-Man song, mm. which was originally written and recorded by the Ramones. The classic Spider-Man song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah. That, that was something he put together for Homecoming, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Ramones did that. You know, yeah. John fucking Ramone. Yeah, the, the, the Ramones. Actually, it was, it was Dee Dee who wrote it in one yeah. of his uh, brief sober periods. Well, they, they did it specifically for that movie, right? <laughs> no, they, they I think they covered it as like one of their later, on one of their later live releases. Or, like, I think they did it for, like, a maybe an 80s cartoon. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but I, I, I know that, I know, I know the Ramones didn't write that song. No, of course he did. I don't know. Pretty fucking about. cool. If <laughs> pretty fucking cool. <laughs> oh, let's, what else haven't we discussed? Oh, uh, well, yeah, let's see. Well, we haven't really said anything about Willem Dafoe, who <laughs> fucking steals fucking the show. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, he is the main villain here. Uh, he, yeah. And it's kind of the reverse. Like, Doc Octopus shows up on the scene, he's the villain, uh, but then he fixes his chip, and he's essentially a good guy for the rest of the movie. And then uh, when Green Goblin shows up, you see him smash the mask. He, he seems like he's rejecting the Goblin personality. And I'm not sure for how long it was actually an act for, because, like, when he's by himself, it seems like that it can't be an act. But there's a point yeah. where it's clear that the Goblin's taken over and that, you know, the Norman that's been trying to help out has just been bullshit. Eh. Yeah. Like, uh, that was... I did like how we literally got to see Willem Dafoe change from Norman yeah. Osborn to the Green Goblin. Yes. And I see... And I did I did a little bit of digging when I knew he was going to be in this. And I did find out it was something that he only agreed to it under a few conditions. Right. One of them was that uh, he did his own stunts. Yeah, I saw that one. I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> and he and he's not wearing a mask. Yeah, and I am so happy that they agreed to that because yeah, that this is why he didn't want to wear a mask. I mean, going back and watching that first Spider-Man, you could even see through like that little mouthpiece mm -hmm. and his eyes, like the scenes when the the I guess the eye coverings are down mm -hmm. or his shades. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you could see him, the, his face moving, and you could only imagine with, you know, I mean, it's Willem Dafoe. You could imagine what his face is doing under there. Yeah. But this, like, oh, God, he. Whoo, whoo, whoo. Well, he, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that was always, like, probably one of the biggest issues with the, the first Spider-Man. It's just that that uh, that costume for Green Goblin is just nowhere. But Willem Dafoe kicks healthy. ass. Oh, he's he's even great. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, even though, and I even did some fun, like going further back, like about a year or three years or even before Homecoming and people mm-hmm. talking about both Spider-Man's like franchises before there was even Civil War. People like who I found that at that point in time, before we knew there was going to be a new Spider-Man series, a lot of people would go back and kind of trash on those Raimi trilogy. Oh, yeah. Their campiness. Now, I get it. Yes, those films are campy, but I don't think they're overly campy. I think that's the appropriate amount of camp for mm-hmm. a movie with the words Sam directed by Sam Raimi. Well, I think what's that's great across... Maybe... What I think well, is great gonna... about that Go ahead. Go ahead and finish your point. Oh, no, I was going to say, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I expect that being a fan of that director. Mm-hmm. So, and knowing like where he came from and what his shtick is and knowing how much of a Stooges fan, I expect a lot of shtick in it. But also, that that is how comic book movies really were at that time. Yeah. I mean, like at that point, one could even argue that those Fantastic Four movies with uh, Steve Rogers as Johnny Storm, you know, <laughs> yes. pretty much be the same universe. Yeah. Never really confirmed in that sense, but like, I can't think of any characters that appeared in those three Spider-Man movies that appeared in, um, those Fantastic Four films or well, even the first different studios. Film, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, different studios. I think that I'm pr- no wait. Those first two were Fox, weren't they? The 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 Fantastic Four with uh, Jessica Alba and yeah, yeah. Michael Chiklis are Fox, yes. And then Sony has all the Spider-Man movies. He, I'm sorry, he just has a funny last name, Chiklis. Yeah. Hey, he did a great job in those movies. He did a yeah, great he, job. He as yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> nothing against the role. He was great. Actually, one of my favorite he, parts of those movies. Yeah, no, he... And also the guy who played Reeve. Yeah, the guy who did so read uh, Ian Grufford. Yeah, the, yeah, well, the dance scene was really bad, dated CGI. Even at the time, it was kind of... Uh, but, like, he... Yeah, like, I, and if if I were to recast the four, I would still pick him as Reeve. Oh, just, yeah. you know, tell him to dial it back. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, what, the guy who played Doctor Doom, I think he could probably do a good Doctor Doom, but it's like the people who wrote that movie don't understand Doctor they Doom know, at they all. They didn't know Doctor Doom. Nobody has written Doctor Doom well, like, unless no. it's animated. Well, the, yeah, the one that, actor, I, th- oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say the most accurate Dr. Doom we've got is from fucking Michael Corman. What or uh, Roger Corman. I mean, what the fuck is yeah. wrong? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know about who could write a good Dr. Doom. Maybe the Russos. Maybe. Yeah. I, I At this but, point, I'd let the Russos do largely any comic book thing they want. If they want. To. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they could fix steel. Oh shit! <laughs> but, we're uh, we're keeping Shaq. <laughs> there, there is one actor who I would, uh, and his and his the nemesis will be Rodman. Rodman versus Shaq. Oh god! Oh, oh man! Yes, we need to get we need to get a studio on the phone, man. Uh, but the actor I think who could portray Doom is mm-hmm. um uh, I'm I'm gonna I I always forget his last name, but uh, Javier uh villain from oh, Skyfall. Uh, Javier Bardem. 
Yeah. He could do any villain, though. Uh, he, but he, he's a great actor. He could probably do anything, but he's been so typecast as a fucking villain. But yeah, he'd be a scary as fuck Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just like, I was thinking about that today. Like, if I could recast, uh, like, you know, like, make or cast a Fantastic Four film. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as I've gotten with yeah. my cast. Johnny Storm, I'm stuck on. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I kind of want to, but also I kind of want to see Tate, Channing Tatum in it because I've, I'm curious how he could do. I've seen him do serious dramatic mm -hmm. and I've seen him do like comedic dramatic. Well, there's, and, there's been so many I, fan castings of that movie. And I just kind of want to see what Marvel does because they are nailing the casting. Man. Too. But I did notice something that was interesting that, uh, I mean, well, I noticed this in like uh, Hawkeye, and it was a, just a background shot of like uh, one of the ones later in an episode. Like, I'll I'll bring this up again when we get to Hawkeye. But since New York, you know, we're in the same city, uh, it showed a skyline shot of like uh, probably like I want to say maybe Hell's Kitchen because it it did show you know a character who's around there, mm -hmm. uh, and there was like some industrial smoke coming up, purposely blocking what was once like the Avengers Tower area. Hmm. And I know that in the uh, Far From Home, they had said that, you know, they sold that building and, you know, the Avengers or Tony Stark sold the building to uh, somebody. They don't know who. And there's been speculation that it is that because at the end, that end credit scene of the second Spider-Man, it says one, two, three, four. See what we're going to be working or coming or like, you know, come back for a little more or something. Mm -hmm. They had that construction site. And for some reason, they were all color coded with the numbers. But four was blue yeah. so that led speculation into you know fantastic four mm -hmm. so so in the theory that it is in that argument they're that same city and universe i mean that could have been a lead-in for it and that's kind of what made me start thinking about it because i mean i i i'm not too familiar with fantastic four i what from what i remember from the saturday morning cartoon mm. <laughs> which was you know still like early 90s Mid childhood. <laughs> I've read some of them in the late nineties. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's a, it's just been a while. So I mean, I do remember Kingpin popping up in various different Marvel properties oh, that yeah. were on like the Fox Network all the time. So like I remember it being him being in Daredevil and uh, Spider Man quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in Fantastic Four one or there was one where they all or some of them teamed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also. Yeah, oh, I was just gonna, my huge thing. I was just gonna go back to Spider Man because the campiness is something they've criticized it for a lot, and yeah. I always thought there was like a great mix because it's it's a fun campiness, but then when the oh, movie yeah. wanted to get serious and want to be tear jerking, those movies it, could do it. It did very and, well. It it really did, and but with the Andrew Garfield two series, like those, I felt wanted to kind of be a more grounded in reality, yes. and you know, so when they were talking of dark subject matter, it, it got dark. Yeah. And Spider Man is not that lighthearted of a story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that... it deals with loss and you know, living with the regret of you know, wanting to be and. Yeah, it, it, that's something that I really appreciated about these, though they kind of took the, what they did and how they presented Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. I wasn't a fan of, but mm -hmm. it hit the way he played the character did grow on me throughout both movies. Yeah, well, I think what really hampers the Amazing Spider-Man movies is, is that they're trying so hard not to be the Sam Raimi movies. 
And if you're spending so much time not to be the Sam Raimi movies, part of your problem is that the Sam Raimi movies are largely good. Sure, you could pit poke fun at three all you want, because there's plenty of oh, things yeah. to poke fun at three at. But plenty. Like the first two, especially the second one, are fucking great. And even three has its moments. So Yeah. If you're trying just not to be that, uh, well, it's, it's better really to think, come up your own thing. Come on. Yeah, I really think if Universal just let Raimi do what he wanted to do and not introduce Venom until the fourth movie, like he... Well, it was Sony. Uh, well, it was Sony, yeah. Yeah. It was Sony, yeah. They wanted. Uh, they were pushing for Venom to be in there, and he's like, no, I don't want to do Venom just yet. I want to say Avi Arad has been the big guy pushing Venom. I think he was a big guy behind the current Venom franchise as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, like, you know, I think Venom's an interesting character in a comic book. I think where he's most interesting is as an antagonist to Spider-Man. But I'm kind of sick of it at this point, too. <laughs> they just keep on forcing him in there. I guess we might as well get to the mid-credit here, where we actually get yes. Venom. We see Tom Hardy at, mm -hmm. at the bar wherever he Venom took him to. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> And he's the bartender's telling Tom Hardy pretty much about everything that had just happened. The blip, Ultron, the whole works. Mm -hmm. Just filling him in on the past, you know, what, 20 plus years of MCU history. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he, he goes on like, so wait, there's a big guy. He, he He's green and he just destroys stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. there's another guy. He's, he's like a god. Mm -hmm. He has his hammer. <laughs> yeah. And the the purple guy with the stones, <laughs> like he made mention of all that. And I think he'd made some mention of Ultron too. Mm. And then, you know, you, he, we see him kind of phase back into his own reality. Yeah. Kind of like uh, how Peter and the other, and uh, Andrew and, or Toby, Andrew and all of them and everyone else did at the end of the film. Mm -hmm. And we see a drop of symbiote land on the bar. Yeah. Start to reach out and then it cuts. Mm -hmm. So that is how the symbiote is now going to be in the MCU. Which I guess, I mean, obviously they're not going to. Well, wait, they are doing Secret Wars. What am I even talking about? They are. I was about ready to say that it's not like they're going to do Secret Wars. Wait, they're fucking doing Secret Wars. It's already announced. They are doing. <laughs> they, yeah, and I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. That's going to be it's awesome. Be fucking awesome. Yeah. But that, that I, seems I, like. I, the obvious just, opportunity to introduce the black suit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I also kind of wish Cap was here for that, but mm. that's just me. We're getting <laughs> Sam Cap, so. We are, and that's a great Cap, too. Yeah, it, 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 I, 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 I'm not going to lie, I'm going to miss Chris Evans, but uh, he did yeah, a great I'm job, miss, and I can't ask anymore. Job. So I, <laughs> I can't really, yeah, I can't ask any more of it, mm -hmm. uh, of him. But, yeah. oh, oh, we we are for, forgetting at the uh, end battle. Where uh, I, I just realized we didn't talk about the final battle between uh, Willem Dafoe and Tom Hardy or Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, that Venom fight. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Venom just came in, bitch slapped Willem Dafoe. Credits yeah. rolled. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> no, I'm uh, no, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. But I definitely oh, just to uh, add to that. Well, how uh, Tom Holland was ready to kill uh, yes. Green Goblin, mm -hmm. the same way that you know Willem Dafoe died in the first Spider-Man movie, but Toby jumps in and kind of saves him, mm -hmm. and you know he does get stabbed for his effort, but Andrew he's been stabbed before. <laughs> yeah, he's been stabbed before. I I'll admit, 
in the theater when yeah. I saw that. I was like, I swear to God. I was like, well, I knew one of them would die. Mm. It's probably Toby's way of doing it. You know, I'll come back. Just fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> but nope, he, he's fine. He's yeah. Step four. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a lot of pain. A lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love their interactions. It works. Yeah, so the, well. the interactions between the two of them in particular were really funny. Yeah. Like, that was a real natural chemistry that they had, I thought. Definitely, yeah. So, I, oh, could we have, like, you know, the, the two spider bros, the two big spider bros mm-hmm. <laughs> out to two big, big brother spider adventures? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just, that was kind of great. I will say this. Uh, there are lots of people talking about that big fight between uh, Tom Holland and Green Goblin, saying that uh, it was a nastier Green Goblin fight than we've ever seen before. I want to say it wasn't, I didn't think it was incredibly well edited. It got kind of sloppy as to exactly what was going on. And it is not nearly as nasty as that final fight they have in the 2002 one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that one is, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this one was a little bit more clearer, yeah. but there was some jarring edits yes. here and there, but I mean, this isn't the only time we're going to be talking about jarring edits. <laughs> Ooh, you could have some more, I'm interested. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to it, mm-hmm. we'll get to it, we'll get to it, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I think Ooh. I sent them into you as a rant earlier this week. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's see. We got to Electro... Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about Doctor Strange. Yeah. He, he, uh, he gives Peter a lot of shit in this, and that motherfucker <laughs> did not explain the spell to him at all. No. He's literally he didn't just, even listen to Juan. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, he's like, oh, yeah, we can test this spell to fix it. And then he's like, nice knowing you. And he's like, wait, you don't have to forget me. What the fuck's going on? He's like, oh, no, everybody will forget you. It's like, well, maybe you should tell him that before. And then the fact that he can actually start excluding people. Jesus Christ, dude, plan this out. Obviously, Spider-Man does not know the details of your magic, and you do. You need to sit down with him and figure this shit yeah. out, and then cast the he fucking spell. And then he is a kid. Oh, you should. You also should have listened to Wong in the first place. <laughs> even if he's not a kid, if he's a fully grown adult, let's assume he doesn't know magic. Dude, yeah. what are you doing casting this about sitting down and figuring out the details? Figuring out if he definitely wants to do this. Figuring <laughs> It's it's like, dude, you are not blameless in this. You are yeah, neck deep. You are, you are, yeah, you're not off the fucking hook here, Steven. Yeah. Well when uh when Michelle was giving him shit, it's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> like Thank you, girl. And I'm really, and you know what? Fuck all those people who gave this clip shit on when this trailer came out. Nope. This is MJ Bean fucking Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Like, no. They, fuck you, haters. Don't. No. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah, Spider Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Probably my third favorite Spider Man movie, but puts in great company. Um, yeah. Number two. Number two. Number two. Yeah. Where do you rank it? Uh, what? Out of all of them? Like, what's your number one? Oh, number one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spider-Man. No, the Spider-Man. 2002? Yeah. Okay. Right. That's probably my number I mean, camp- four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. campiness is Yeah, it's definitely all. my number four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe Spider-Man 2. Yeah, maybe Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's Spider-Man 2. The more, the more I think about it, yeah. Yeah, because that one was really just perfect. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah. Like I said, it's Spider-Man 2 Into the Spider-Verse and then probably this one. But, like, that's really good company. And then 2002, I wouldn't even put that far behind that because that's really yeah, good. That one's really, really great. Just, like, just if, beautiful storytelling. If the biggest argument I have against it is uh, his camp. suit, that's probably... No, it's not even a camp. It's his suit. I, I like. I actually liked the uh, highlighted webbing on the suit. I actually liked that look to it. No, oh, no, not not like not uh, Spider-Man suit, Green Goblin suit. Oh, okay, yeah. It did kind of look like a mech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'll go ahead and uh, go back to one of my earlier videos where I talk about Spider-Man versus uh, Batman Begins. I did that comparison, like, probably a couple years ago. And Ooh. I give Batman Begins the villain point. And it's definitely been one where I'm like, why did I do that? Because that's so Willem Dafoe. <laughs> well, it's definitely one. Like, I, yeah, but, I added yeah, that together. Murph, but, but you said Batman Begins, right? Yeah. Liam Neeson was great in that, but yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, so you would consider, like, you know, Killian Murphy the underboss of that movie, like, oh, not yeah. the real threat. Oh, yeah, no, Liam I mean, Neeson's I, even the though, there. Well, even though he ha he posed such a small threat to Batman in that, he steals that fucking movie, dude. I don't know My if opinion, I'd say he steals the movie. He does a great job, yeah, I think he's great. He's I think he's a as great fuck. actor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's really great in Red Eye. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen Red Eye. It's like a suspense movie uh, Wes Craven directed. Ooh. I think Williamson wrote it. Ooh, okay. But yeah, it you've got takes, my interest. It, yeah. it, it takes place on a plane. Yeah, I knew that about it. I knew Him it. and Rachel McAdams. Okay. Most, it's, it's, that sounds familiar. He's fucking blood curdling in that movie. Well, he's a good actor. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is but, good. But yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh probably could have done without Sandman and Lizard. Yeah. But I guess you're missing two movies then. I don't know. I thought the other three villains were handled great, so I can't say Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just a little mad that Paul Giamatti wasn't available for writing. <laughs> hey, and I just want to add, I said it earlier, but I'm going to say it again, Andrew Garfield is not the best Spider-Man, but he's definitely the most improved. He's he, the most he amazing. Did. He is. He is amazing. He is, he is amazing. amazing. He's really amazing. <laughs> he All right. really is amazing. Well, uh, somewhat connected to this, we got Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woo! What a second is, half. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of impressed so... with the first half, but this second half, oh, so good. So oh, goddamn oh. good. So... I was pissed. Because <laughs> I couldn't watch episode six when I was dubbed five. I know. Like, I was just like, hey, let's catch up. Hey, let's watch some Hawkeye. So, watch four. And then uh, it was like, well, hey, that was kind of cool. Let's catch up on five. And it was like, oh, hey, six isn't out yet. Fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. I was waiting I to watch these. Throughout <laughs> all of them, I love the Die Hard references. I loved all the Die Hard references. Uh, I. Did you not catch any of them? I'm trying to remember. I uh, probably did, but I know there's a scene when the uh, Trustabro guys that, in the tracksuits, yeah, they're listening to those same Run Run DMC uh, Run DMC song that uh, Argyle's listening to when he picks up McLean. Not really. Like, <laughs> some music. Yeah, I, yeah. I I picked up that. I was, I was like, ha ha, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Well, that was just the one I picked up on. So, and there was a few other like subtle diehard ones. 
think they referenced it a few times in script, but some of the shots I did kind of remind me of Die Hard. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Christmas, then, guys falling off the building. Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> well, yeah, obviously the whole Christmas setting too, and Christmas because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, Just I don't. Like the, I don't Just care like what Bruce Willis. Willis says. Die Hard is yeah. a Christmas movie. <laughs> Uh, would you say that Lethal Weapon is too? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll yeah. go there. Pretty much anything done by Shane Black is a Christmas movie at this point, because that's just what he does with his movies. <laughs> well, no, no, the original, the Richard Donner one. <laughs> well, uh, the original one was, uh, he didn't direct any of those, but he wrote the first Lethal Weapon. Yeah, he did. Maybe any ones after that, I don't know. I think, but, he, yeah. directed, I think he directed the like three and four. Did he? I didn't know that. Pretty sure. No, I think Richard Donner did all those. Yeah. Yeah, he did direct them. Mm-hmm. Did Shane Black write all of them? I don't know about that one. That that one might huh. get thready. Um, yeah. I know every Lethal Weapon movie is essentially diminishing returns. <laughs> it starts great, though. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all great. I mean... <laughs> but uh, speaking of great partnerships, we get Kate and Clint yes. here, which... I love their partnership throughout this entire series. I do. And their bond definitely grew from episode three to four. Mm -hmm. And you really see it fully come to like actuality in this, in these episodes. And it was really great. Actually in four the most. I, I just, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about ready to say, I just really love that he brought her to Christmas. Cause it's like, she lost her whole family. Like she, she kind of loses her dad at the beginning of the series, and she loses. She effectively loses her mom here. Yeah. And yeah, he brings her to Christmas, and that's that feels perfect. Yeah. I mean, that was that was great. It, it ended so well, mm -hmm. and just everything, even that final fight battle, like over Thirty Rock Plaza. Yeah. Oh yeah. That looks all. It looks so incredible, and uh, even um. I love them playing just, with the trick arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did you notice that they had another pin particle, but this one was red, so I knew like, oh, something's getting shrunk. Yeah, great. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, one of the biggest things was the kingpin. Like no. I had mentioned earlier, it showed that building there mm -hmm. from his office. So yeah. Vince D'Onofrio is the kingpin yes. in the MCU. <clears throat> now, also, well, somebody did pop up, a Black Widow's sister. Um, yes, Elena. Thank you, Elena. Yes, who actually I really enjoyed her character in this. Like, no, like Clint and Kate have a great partnership, but like Elena and Kate have a great rapport too, and kind of a semi friendship, fr semi antagonistic relationship between the two of them. I love their dialogue as well. Um, I was noticing a lot of mirroring of how. Um, you know, Natasha and Clint, their rapport was. Yeah. But I mean, it kind of almost, I, I liked that mirroring that we got of it in mm -hmm. a way. Yeah. Which I think might be setting it up for future. Well, yeah, projects. absolutely. I, I feel yeah. like it mirrors it, but it doesn't feel like a copy. It feels like its own thing, it which doesn't. I really, I really like that. I really... Yeah. I, I, that was like such a nice mm -hmm. touch and really her, her whole presence throughout all of this was great. Mm -hmm. like, like her eating that mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. I thought it was crazy how everybody's like, oh, my God, I've now tried hot sauce and mac and cheese. It's delicious. It's like, 
You, you guys have never food. tried putting stuff in your mac and cheese, I guess? <laughs> yeah, you, you've always just eaten it like that? You've never added anything? I mean, I'm not saying I, you I, have to, but... I mean, yeah. my favorite thing is uh, crispy fried onions and bacon bits. Um, I'm weird. I just add a little bit of jalapeno juice to it. It gives you a little bit yeah. of a kick. I've, I, I've done that before. Yeah. It's one of the only uses of jalapeno juice I know of. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I have this really nice mango garlic uh, hot sauce. Mm-hmm. That I'll add to my mac that and cheese. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, people are acting like this was mind blowing. It's like what? It's adding shit to mac and cheese. Okay. <laughs> it's it's just like adding shit to ramen. Like yeah. You, you, you just don't eat it. The seasoning packet. Yeah. Your ramen. Oh this this they chicken dust is delicious. Mmm <laughs> dust. Chicken dust. Mmm. <laughs> I like the uh, Mandalorian there. Got it. Got it. My uh, in-laws got it for me. Nice. <laughs> the uh, wife got the wife got the child. Oh, nice. That's perfect. <laughs> I I got the man. I I I I, I got my, this one. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, so we have to ask a serious question here. So Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. has returned. Is he the same kingpin that we saw in Daredevil? Yes, I think he is. Really? That's interesting. Oh, well, well, makes because. The events of Hawkeye, I believe, take place a few days right after the events of No Way Home. I'm not so, sure about that timeline. Well, but, I argue because at the end of Hawkeye, uh, the tree was down, and at the end of uh, Spider-Man, the tree was up. <laughs> well, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm not even sure if it's the same year, though, because uh, Hawkeye takes place like two years after the blip. Hmm. I think New Year- No Way Home might be like the Christmas before that. God, Maybe. timeline's getting fucking confusing. Holy shit. No way- <laughs> well, they're, now they're purposely fucking with the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is, because if this is the same universe, because we have seen Cliff and Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the same area together in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and obviously Endgame. But we've also seen Charlie Cox, you know, Matt Murdock, and Peter Parker in the same room together. Yes. I would so by 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 that logic, yes. <laughs> I suspect we'll see. Maybe it is. I suspect it may not be. I suspect it may be just alternate realities at this point. Because he doesn't feel quite the same. This actually feels like uh, it was brought up that this was supposed to be a comic book accurate kingpin, and this this kingpin in Hawkeye feels more like the comic book. Uh, He's fucking one. super strong. Yeah, he took an arrow to the fucking chest and just fucking broke it off. Like like a boss, man. Like, yeah. Ugh. And <laughs> I'm not saying the one in Daredevil wasn't like that, but there was a bit more realism to Daredevil. Yeah, a little and, grittierness. Yeah, so I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying I'm suspicious. I, sus- I would also suspect that the, that would mean Daredevil from No Way Home isn't quite the same Daredevil from the Netflix series. But we'll he's- see. He's still a cunning lawyer, though. Yeah, no, he he caught a brick because he's a really good lawyer. <laughs> no, you're just a badass. That's what that means. You are one that would be categorized under not to fuck with. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there is somebody... Uh, I remember somebody on Facebook posting, uh, oh, this is the week we finally get to see the return of Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox in the MCU. And I remember thinking, oh, that's so unlikely. I don't think we're going to get them both. And fuck, they were right. <laughs> they fucking yeah, nailed we got it. Both. And yeah, I was very happy about that. And we got. I mean, I, 
Yeah, we got a hell of a lot I, more Kingpin. <laughs> I also had a feeling that I knew that I had heard that right before uh, this uh, Spider-Man began production, I I was fall I was trying to follow Marvel news very very re- quickly and just you know any update is a good one. I had read one that they have secured the stuff like the I guess the rights to all the uh, Netflix property that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember reading that going, oh, cool. So that means those characters are now in play for MCU. Yeah. Every single one of them, assuming that the actors want to return. But if not, the characters are there. Mm-hmm. They are there. So I knew Daredevil and everyone in that and all the characters in that series are on. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was already long secured. So all the speculation and I figure, OK, so if he's there. I know Matt Murdock would want to represent Peter Parker mm-hmm. after the end of uh, you know, Far From Home. That, I knew that was like, well, yeah, if, it, if there's going to be any attorney in New, in this in this MCU in oh, yeah. New York City, who else? It would be, be Matt. Murdock. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Murdock. Yeah, it's like, okay, I got you. <laughs> but I just wonder if you it, too bad he wasn't around for the for the Soviet Accords. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was always talk of uh, the Russos did want to bring in the Netflix people as uh, in cameos in uh, Infinity War Endgame, but yeah, obviously that never came to be. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they could secure contract deals mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, and uh, right now, like obviously, I think the biggest ones to get back out, like John Bernthal's ones, everybody's talking about. And Jesus Christ, he did do an amazing Punisher. Um, he did. I'd, I'd like to see Kristen Ritter come and, back as well. Um, I, yeah, and ironically enough, I hated both of them in their roles that they had prior to these films. Like, I hated Kristen Ritter in Breaking Bad. <laughs> hated the character. <laughs> I don't re- like. I just remember primarily as Jesse's girlfriend, who pretty much yeah. didn't take him on a right path. Obviously. Yeah, I just didn't like. I didn't like her performance, and I was like, God, I just can't stand her. Well, I didn't think. And too then much when of her. she let. And yeah, and then when she died, I was like, "Okay, cool, thank mm-hmm. God, we can move on." Now, of course, yes, he's gonna be stuck on her. Yeah. Fuck. Now, and of course, I, John Bernthal in Walking Dead. Holy yeah. shit, <laughs> he, he is insufferable in there. Yeah. He is, and I, I mean, I also wasn't a big fan of the show. Yeah, either, so it was so definitely already. it was on its downward trajectory. He bailed it right, like the right moment to bail. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I bailed right at the end of season one for that. Yeah, well, season one was like the, the good season, and any reason to watch after that is to see if they recapture season one at all. No, I watched about half of season two, and I was like, "This is stupid." Yeah, <laughs> I already thought this was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> let's go hang out at a farm for like ever, guys. <laughs> Let's just try to let's just try and say how much better we are than other zombie content, but yet keep copying George Romero. Yes, we're doing new stuff here. Yes, yes. That that was my biggest. That's my biggest thing with The Walking Dead. Yeah. And that show's still going on, isn't it? Or did they finish the final season? Oh, I, I, don't know. I think I, I I don't know. They're, I haven't watched it for years. I think <laughs> they're just trying to out outdo Star Trek and content wise. <laughs> Well, AMC would probably love that, but I do know it's going downhill quickly, so... Yeah. I think they are trying to do another spinoff, like, in the future with kids or something, Dear which... God. It sounded fucking awful. <laughs> oh. but, yeah. But a TV gotta, series, I, not I, as good as Hawkeye. 
No, t- but the Hawkeye was great. It I- ended perfectly. Yeah. And, Hawk- uh, it, minus that post, that end credits scene. Everybody was ragging on that end credit scene, and it kind of made me kind of appreciate it more, because how often people ragged on it. Because it's like, well, it's it a me- dumb scene, guys. Get over it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stupid scene, but yeah. in a minute, you, when you first saw the side for Rogers the Musical, you first thought, like, oh, I have to see this. Yeah. <laughs> and Some of- you saw it, it's like, just as terrible as I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, some of the most low-budget <laughs> shit. Like, who does a show like that with those costumes? Holy fuck. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What Fun fact, though, the lead singing actor in the chorus, that actor was uh, Adam Pascal. And I I know of Adam Pascal from SLC Punk. Name. Have you seen SLC Punk, Bob? No, but what? Adam Pascal, I know that name. Yeah. <laughs> he was also Roger Davis in Rent. I haven't seen Rent, so <laughs> it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Eddie was his uh, first uh, major role mm-hmm. in uh, SLC Punk. Oh, okay, nineteen ninety eight. But yeah, uh, yeah, the people just freaking out. Oh my god, this should have been like indication for a future MCU property, and <laughs> I can do this all. Yeah, no, I just had to, like, they've already made a gif of it. I can do this all day. I just had to constantly share that. And it's like, yeah. so fucking magical. Like, the post credit scene at the end of Iron Man 3 with uh, Rob Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo, that really set up the future of the MCU, didn't it? I mean, they've done shit like that. Get a grip, people. Get a grip. Well, I I, I just personally, I, I suspect all it is is that they probably did shoot a whole scene. They're just like, eh, let's not let this go to waste. Let's just play the whole scene. <laughs> All right, guys, from the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we put together, let's fucking do this. <laughs> now, somebody did bring up a good idea, which I thought would have been funny. Is, uh, well, but, like, her, his daughter won't have been too old, but it would have been great to have Ant-Man and his daughter, like, there at the end, watching the show after they do the whole post-credit scene, and then have Ant-Man and the daughter, and the daughter being like, Wow, Dad, were you really there? And just have him go, yes, I was. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just not that time, but yes, I was there. Oh, no, I was, I was there. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't double check me. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it, actually, yeah, he could say he was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was. <laughs> they, they, they didn't actually see me. <laughs> but yeah, uh... Let's see, was there any final thoughts on Hawkeye? I really enjoyed this, though. This was a series I had very low expectations for. Kind of like Loki, but it kind of blew those away. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy it, yeah. I was, I'm very excited to see what else they're going to yeah. do for the series. I mean, as far as we know, I think just uh, Loki's the only one that, and What If, have been approved for Season 2. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get a Season 2 of Hawkeye. I, or... Yeah, I, uh, WandaVision or or Cap in uh, Winter Soldier. Well, I do feel like WandaVision's definitely one and done. Uh, Cap and Winter Soldier's getting a movie. Yeah, they're gonna. I think they're gonna do a new Cap movie, and it's gonna be building off of that, mm-hmm. off of that story. Which I really like that one. Mm-hmm. So that really leaves Hawkeye up in the air. And are they gonna do a movie, or are they just gonna do season two? I feel like both are options, and then. 
do we let Clint retire and let Kate take over, or do we keep them both? I think we definitely keep them both around for at least a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe keep them both, and maybe Clint retires. Yeah. At the end of Secret Wars. Mm hmm And then everybody can blow up over a female Hawkeye, but... <laughs> it doesn't matter how well they do it. Yeah. And I, I think they've already learned that it doesn't matter how well they do it. As long as they do it well, the real fans will stick around. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? True. But that's, yeah. that, that's very true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. It's like, they're, they're, I, Kate's awesome, so I'm fine if she takes over. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. And Clint's allowed to retire. I think he's saved the world enough. Uh, obviously, like, yeah. they do in our season, at least keep him in a supporting role, but yeah. Yeah. I guess I feel like if they if they do if they do a movie, keep them there and supporting, maybe just for the beginning. But if they do in our season, kind of maybe just don't them kill them off. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they've killed off enough. He he can like especially after Natasha gave her life. He needs to he needs to retire with his family. That needs to be his yeah. ending. And he... yeah, that does need to be his ending. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, are we ready for uh, the final movie? <laughs> So I think this discussion is going to be interesting because I feel like we have different... I definitely know we have different opinions yeah. on this movie. That being said, I'm probably not going to disagree with a lot of what you say, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just go ahead and dive into what I expected with this movie, which I got to a degree, but not nearly as much. I was literally expecting this to maybe just be like a smaller scale story. Essentially, a Neo-Trinity story set pretty much mostly, if not entirely, within the Matrix, of them just kind of rediscovering themselves and learning of this world that they're in. I want to say that's maybe 25% of this movie at max. <laughs> <sighs> the other stuff I really have mixed feelings about. Um, I, I actually lean towards liking this movie, but uh, I have so many like issues and mixed feelings and that's part of the issue with this as well. I don't have particularly strong movies, or movies, particularly strong feelings about anything that happened in this movie. At all. Uh, stuff happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, I tried not to have any expectations going into this, because mm -hmm. I, I'll admit, I'm someone who wasn't a fan of the third film. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like how they took the story and how, like, it would. Though I knew it would end with Neo dying, mm -hmm. I just didn't like how they did it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, a lot of it just felt... I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was, like, a nostalgia grab or they were trying to tell a new story or reboot it. It felt it, like it, it, both. It, yeah. it felt like a combination of yeah. three. Like, it, 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 I don't know. Like, I, like, I'm still not sure if I hate it or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on the fence. Like, I know. It's... I mean, it's a new Matrix movie. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. There's a lot about it I didn't care for, and I'll, I think it's just more from just a sound design and production standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, there's one shot in particular where uh, Neo is 
and uh, his new group of uh, eight or friends, allies. I don't know. Nebuchadnezzar Crew Two, (laughs) 2.0, whatever. Yeah, but like they're fighting in this like dojo-like area that was a warehouse at some point. But anyways, they're fighting, and then this hobo guy starts screaming at him. I think in French. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, but there's like a lot of shots. There's one where they're sh- filming from right behind his shoulder, like right at back where my hand mm-hmm. is. And like in this shot, I don't know if it was just bad footage, but I see Keanu and the guy moving very slowly at a pace. And it's like, okay, guys, I could tell you're, you're act fighting. Like, mm. And I caught it for a split second. Mm. And it was just kind of, oh, well, that was kind of jarring. And then I kind of started looking more at it. And I think the editing in that scene really just got so bad. And at that point, I just started to, like, you know, fine-tooth comb the whole movie after that. And, I mean, yeah, he did say the line, I still know Kung Fu. I still felt that that should have been the only audio we heard (laughs) in that scene. (laughs) I felt it was fairly clear. uh, But, again, like, let's rewind this a bit. Because so much of this movie is replaying notes... From the original, even so, like to the beginning, it almost opens. It yeah, almost opens. They remake me. the original scene, opening scene, and I'm still not 100 sure why they did that. Because I assumed that was going somewhere, but it just kind of like some sort of training program, I guess, for the agents. Yeah. And that's something. So we have a, a, a Morpheus program here, who is actually an agent. And you might think, oh, they have something in mind for that. No, not really. It's just no. a Morpheus program that happens to be an agent. Uh, okay. Um, it's, it, it's, it's an intriguing idea. And, you know, and we also have the Smith program, which uh, just seems to pop up for plot convenience. Uh, Hugo Weaving apparently declined to come back because he was busy with other projects. Yeah. And I, so did uh, so, so did Lawrence Fishburne. Well, Lawrence Fish, uh, this t- well, okay, we already said we're spoiling it. This takes place sixty years after the original. Um, okay. did he actually decline? Because I know in canon his character's been dead for a while at that point. Yeah. Too bad Niobe wasn't. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, that almost triggered another uh, paragraph when I was watching it. Yeah. But by the time you didn't respond to the first two, I was like, oh, he's probably working. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... See, so, essentially, 60 years later, there's peace between humanity and the machines, but then there's a civil war between the machines. So now some machines are bad and some aren't, I guess. Yeah, some still hate the humans, I think. It feels I, 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 clunky, and it feels like so much of an excuse just to replay so many notes from the original, which feels unnecessary. As well as footage. Yeah? As well as footage. Which, I didn't care for that either. Like I had mixed feelings. Why? Uh, why? Little bits of it were fine, but it's like... With the new Morpheus scene, that was about the only time I thought it was like, okay, this is how you should use that. This yeah. Is, that's cool. Yeah. Well... Do we even need a new Morpheus at this point? I feel it's so desperate to just reclaim a lot of the stuff they're original, and it's not necessary, which is frustrating. They didn't yeah. need to take this route. 
But I also have to wonder, like, there's literally a line. Like, there's so many uh, fourth wall, not fourth wall breaks, but uh, meta references in this fucking movie. Like, especially in the beginning, that game program, that is a meta reference. There's literally a line where I want to say the Smith character says, Warner Brothers came to us and said we Mm -hmm. need to make a new Matrix movie and we're going to do it with or without you. Do you want in? Or how... Or how about the new? Or how about those literal from movie merchandise toys on his desk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is so meta, like, um, and I'm not sure what the like, point uh, is to that in the end. I was like, uh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really makes like when I heard that line, it really made me think: was that actually a line? The Wachowskis were brought into the studio and Warner Brothers said, hey, make a Matrix sequel or we're going to make one without you. And Lily said no and Lana said yes. And that's how come there's only one of the sisters working on this? Is that what ended up happening? Maybe. That's that's know. what it feels like. <sighs> yeah. Now, I like I said, I still don't know if I'd call this a bad movie. I think it's, it's a well-made movie. I think there's a lot to appreciate here. But yeah, I have lots of questions as to why are why are we replaying so many old notes from the original? Or, you know, just why in general? Yeah, and I feel like there's, like, I honestly feel like there's a whole movie that could have been told about Neo and Trinity rediscovering themselves in the Matrix. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole movie there where you could, like, kind of almost do a reboot without doing the first, like, so much from the first movie over again. You could do that. And I mean, I even <sighs> yeah, even more spoilers. You know, throughout the movie, we see Neo talking to a therapist played by Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. We later find out he is a program, kind of manipulating yeah. their own existence, but keeping the keeping him and Trinity just close enough. He's kind of like pulling the wool over their eyes mm-hmm. in a way. Like yeah, it, it kind of pops up all out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I do it's... think. I, I kind of like where it's like, you know, she has to, like, they can retrieve her because there are machines that are friendly to humans. They can retrieve her, but she has to choose to be, uh, like, let out of the Matrix, which makes yeah. sense and follows the, the logic. So I kind of like that. And then when he says, no, I'm not releasing her, then it's like, okay, so he's definitely the villain. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I'm kind of like, okay. Uh, there. And there is there is lots of little fan service stuff. Like obviously you brought the Frenchman, the the Merovingian or whatever he was called. Yeah. Man, they're on that for way too long. Just a little bit here and there, but like he dominates that fight scene as soon as he pops it's up. He just yells the whole fucking thing. And of all the characters to bring back, he's the one I would be happy never to see again. <laughs> well, no, no. I was overjoyed to see him in comparison to another character. Well, yeah, I think I think you're more uh, antagonistic towards uh, Niobe the than I am. Oh, Jada Pinkett. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that I I don't know. I'm not a fan of her as an actress. I mm-hmm. really never have been. So it's kind of just I roll my eyes because I know exactly what we're getting exactly. whenever I see Jada Pinkett Smith on there, and it's just I kind of believe in the thing that if one has to reaffirm. A, a statement about themselves over and over. It's probably not that true. 
Yeah, no, that's absolutely uh, to, to quote Tywin. To accurate. quote Tywin Lannister, a yeah. king never has to proclaim that he is the king. Mm. <laughs> that's right. That was Tywin. I was about right saying, wait, isn't that yes. Tyrion? But no, no, that was Tywin. no, that was Tywin. Yeah, that was definitely Tywin. Tywin. <laughs> he yeah. may have been a, he may have been a cold-hearted prick, but he no, was knowledgeable. Yeah, no, Tywin had his moments. He was a piece of shit, but he had his moments. He's <laughs> an ass, but oh, yeah. man. And also, Charles fucking dared like. Yeah, Charles Dance, fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking damn, yeah. <laughs> but back to the Matrix. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we get, like, <sighs> like we get the whole thing with Neo getting out of the Matrix again, and so much of it getting replayed, and... Like, I, almost what? beat for beat, and it's like, oh, now that we're friends with them, we could have strawberries. Mm-hmm. Look, this is an android. It's my friend. Yeah. Um, and they had the the weird uh, android thing where like the programs could interact with the real world. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I I do feel Again, like this movie is getting why? steeped in its own mythology so much. Why? And, it's 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 not even fan service. I feel it's no. just self service to it. It's self serving mm -hmm. itself. Like it's just like. Uh, <laughs> and and I do want to make something clear. Anybody who says Wachowskis aren't talented is insane. They are wildly talented, but they are. Maybe they disappear up their own asses a bit. I don't know. That's, that's I don't know if that. I don't know if this is uh, Lana disappearing up her own ass or if this is a studio mandating it. Maybe she wanted to tell us a smaller story with Neo and Trinity. But the studio is like, you have to replay the first one. You have to do, like, The Force Awakens in this or something. I don't know. It's possible. Um, that's the thing, like, as far as basic filmmaking, I think this is well done, but, like, this, the story, just... Yeah, I mean, it has its the, moments. <laughs> well, what I remember the most about the first two Matrix films, for example, mm -hmm. are the crew. Yeah. This crew is forgettable. And well, I, easily dispensable, too. I will say maybe part of the reason why I liked it more is because there is so much of the crew that was from Sense8, which uh, maybe that's why, because for me, it would just be like, oh, hey, it's so-and-so. Oh, hey, it's so-and-so. So maybe that gave me more of an attachment to them than the movie deserved. Because if you didn't have an attachment and you're not familiar with Sense8, that tells me something. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not familiar with Sense8. Yeah, there's three, there are three cast members from Sense8 who are part of the new crew. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that would make way more sense. Yeah, well, now, obviously... I, I will say, though, the, the actor who played the new Smith, I did like him. I do think he did a good job. Uh, I think Neil Patrick Harris did a good job, too. I feel... Yeah. Well, I feel like... I also... Well, I noticed something subtle mm. about him immediately, and it was like he has a lot of blue on. Mm-hmm. And I and I noticed that throughout the whole movie that when before he was un first unplugged, there was a lot of blue everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I did notice that immediately, and of course, you know, the more red in the other atmosphere. Mm-hmm. There was subtle things that I did appreciate and enjoy about the movie. It yeah. was just more the story was kind of all over the place. I know. Well, I like I like how at the end uh, we actually get Trinity flying. I really liked that. 
And I like the idea of, like, maybe just... Like, it was something I thought they would do with the original trilogy, where Neil wasn't the one, he was the first yeah. one, and expanding it to other people. I like that. But this is way too late to be going for that idea. <laughs> but the... I really don't understand why they took this route. And I really, really suspected maybe studio mandates just replay the greatest it had the first movie. Because why are, why are we doing this? We're... <laughs> that had to have been it. It, you know, I, it, it really sounds like I'm ragging out. I think in the end, I kind of enjoyed it, but I wasn't thrilled. And I feel like the Wachowskis probably like to make movies that get people, like, engaged. So I would probably say a reaction like I have to this is probably something they really don't want because I'm not super engaged with this. I'm not invested. Yeah. I saw it. It was fine. It was, yeah. I thought it was it, fine. It, <laughs> yeah, it's just meh. I'm, I mean, I mean, like I said, I wasn't too impressed with the third one. Well, I kind of just thought it went downhill from the beginning. I'm not too impressed with the second or third one. Uh... I've rewatched them a there, couple there, times. There's a lot I didn't like about two as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot I didn't like about two as well. I feel like with a lot of what they set up in those movies, there's some cool ideas they throw out there. And I don't feel like the movies ever even reach the full atten- potential of the ideas they set up in those movies. And then this one, maybe even kind of the same way. Like there's, there's some fun ideas in here, but they don't really like, they why explore do, them. Literally, I know I brought this up already, but why are we fucking remaking the first scene from the first movie? Why are we doing this? I don't I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, they even did the generational gap part where it's like, you might know my so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. That's yeah. really necessary, but all right. Yeah. Uh, I... I I don't know. I also, like, I understand why the character Niobe was put in there. Mm-hmm. But I also feel that the character could have been anybody else who survived at, at the end of 3. Yeah, no, it could have been, uh, been Link. The, uh, the, um, Link. Yeah, yeah uh, the, uh, the pilot from the second and third, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's not that many huge characters left. Maybe that guy who was the president-like character under there in the third and the second. He would have been so fucking old, though. He would have been, but Jada, they made Jada look fucking old. and Yeah, but even she, she wouldn't have been nearly as old as he would well, have been. I th- <laughs> well, I think he would have been a good person for it, because in the end, him being so against Neo, even up until the end. Yeah. But having him see the, the progress and I mean, see what I would, Neo achieved, I think it would have been better I would as have. a final arc for him, mm. but... That's just that. That's me. I am absolutely on board with uh, Harry Lennox because he's a pretty fucking good actor. Yeah, he is. But uh, yeah, uh, to my understanding, this still follows like they've done canon for like stories outside of this that I'm not familiar with. And to my understanding, this follows that canon still. So there's lots of background stories we don't know and lots of stuff that they need to follow that. Uh, I don't know the full details behind them. But there, there is, like, actually so much uh, canon to The Matrix, and I, I've lost track. If you're just watching the movies, you're only getting a portion of it, and that's pretty much where I'm at. So, yeah, when it comes to icebergs, this Matrix one goes pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
Like I said, uh, I think Bobby's flipping between meh and bad on this, and I'm just, yeah. I think it's fine. But I don't, like, uh, if you're going to come at me and yeah. say, hey, this movie has this problem, this problem, this problem, my response is going to be like, yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to fight you, because I see all the problems. Yeah. I think I enjoyed it enough, but it's, it's got problems, man. I am... Yeah. <laughs> super disappointed not unbelievably disappointed but I don't know what I I think what I really hoped was that this was Lana Wachowski being like I have a great idea for a Matrix movie let's do this and the, she got the studio all excited and they made it with her that's what I was hoping for with this and as I watch it I don't think that's what happened I literally think this might be Warner Brothers threatening them and one saying Fine, go ahead and do it. The other one saying, "No, I want. I still want to maintain control." I think that's this is them maintaining control. <sighs> but yeah, that was the Matrix. Yeah, I, I think like what what puts me the most on the fence is just because I think of it just like from like an editing standpoint and like just sometimes cinematography. I mean, there's some shots in here that are fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. But just some, I just question, like, why? Why Why do that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just, uh... Yeah. yeah. I, I was hoping this would be the one to kind of redeem the Matrix uh, franchise and... Yeah. Kind of just be a nice... <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be a final entry, but just be, like, a nice continuation without, like, going insane into it again. But no, it went insane into it again. Um... Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, any final thoughts? I think I've said my piece a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I've said mine too. I just. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> well. Uh, well, that was that was a fun episode. Um, that was. <laughs> out, outside technical issues. Uh, editing. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, we. I guess on some cool news, I uh, let Bob know this. Uh, I happened just to be. In a Google, I was looking for something throughout the Google various apps in it, and I happened to scale up on podcast, and I was like, huh. So I typed in ours, and we are number six on there. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of awesome. So I just wanted to say, if you happen to use Google to listen to your podcast and you listen to ours, thank you hey, very if, much. If you listen to this podcast, period, thank you. Thank yes, you. if you listen to a period, uh, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. we, we both very appreciate it so much <laughs> and and i don't want to discount the people who watch on youtube uh you're getting no. your genesis one probably sometime next week <laughs> but uh yeah uh it, it's cool. a lot of fun um, doing this podcast uh but what next week doing a uh, witcher season one and two i'm gonna make uh bobby watch that uh yes i'm gonna do some catch up on season one throughout the week i'm probably gonna finish season two tonight He's gonna make me watch it because when he asked me about it, I was like, I barely made it past season or episode three. Couldn't stand it. He's like, Well, if we're gonna talk about it, I was like, Okay. Mm. But I also pitched one of my favorite movies to, yeah. to talk Death about. The and Smoochie. it happens to be one that has yes, and it happens to be one that has been on your watch list for a while. Yeah, so. no. It's one like when it came out, I wanted to see it, but I just never got around to it. And it's just been there for how like twenty years now, it's been on my watch list. Yeah. <laughs> Get get ready for a lot of one-liners that, I mean, well, they're not really PC. I mean, yeah. some don't age that. 
well, but it, I mean, don't age well in a way where it's still funny, but well, I, it's not that cool. <laughs> I do want to point out, I did some searching for it. It's not streaming anywhere, so I'm probably going to just like rent it or something, but okay. I look up on Amazon and there's no Blu-rays available. There's a $9 DVD. And I can get huh. a fucking VHS. And I'm like, well, how? Uh, I'm, I'm still on, like, the get a VHS of it. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of shocking, Do they too. sell VCRs? Yeah. They do? Okay. Well, no, I'm just... I'm what not, about the... Let's see. So, okay, what, the VHS is What about is the used. coax hookup? Yeah. What about the coax hookup? I, I have those still. So, uh... Okay, I mean, I do If too. I really want to, I could watch that. I mean, I, I mean, it's either spend $9 on a DVD or spend $10 and get the HD version digital. So I'll probably spend the 10 But, yeah, I think that's crazy there's no Blu-ray release for that. It is. It's not that old. That is. But we will talk about that... In a segment that we have yet to title, you know, <laughs> Dollar Bin Gems. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Well, this obviously is Dollar store Gold. Video, I mean, Video Store Gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. We will. <laughs> we have ideas. <laughs> we have ideas, yeah. But we yeah, we, ideas. we're, we're going to talk about Witcher and uh, Death the Smoochie. And when I say Witcher, it's going to be Netflix, because I've not played that much of the video game, and I've not read the neither, books. I'm not. Neither have I. So we're just solely going to be diving into the Netflix lore. <laughs> of course, I think now the Netflix version might be the most popular. I mean, I know it was uh, largely inspired by the success of the video games, but I think when people talk Witcher anymore, they're talking about the Netflix one. Yeah, most likely. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. We'll talk about something that... Uh, Bobby didn't really get into, and I love. <laughs> and then uh, he's going to show me a movie that I've been mean to watch that he loves. So, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we got planned I'll for next that. week. Yes. Yeah, that is what we have on the docket. <laughs> uh, well, everyone have a good one. Take it easy. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, the theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it.